Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Thursday here on the show, a lot of stuff to talk about here today. Obviously, as always on Thursday, we got the AEW and NXT shows to talk about. But also today, final segment of the show, yesterday Carl Fredericks joined us. Today, a man who I just saw pummel Carl Fredericks, Jeff Cobb, is going to be on the show to New Japan and so much more. Coming up in the final segment of the show. But prior to that, we got all of the news for today. Most of the news, obviously. Stemming from AEW and NXT last night. What did you think of the shows? You're going to have an opportunity today to give your thoughts. I'll throw out the phone numbers, text message number, all that good stuff here in just a moment. But we have a lot of different things going on. And this is all, of course, leading to AEW's next pay-per-view and NXT TakeOver. And yesterday, Triple H challenged Pat McAfee on behalf of Adam Cole. So that match is going to be taking place on that show so also yesterday smackdown lots of problems with smackdown the show has been not just the show all of wwe the last week or so has been a disaster it was a disaster trying to put raw together just so disorganized and then they were supposed to put smackdown together yesterday but they couldn't get their act together so instead of taping two smackdowns they were only able to tape the smackdown that was scheduled for this past Friday. So it was supposed to be taping two shows in a row, but now everybody has to fly back for an extra day of SmackDown tapings because they couldn't get them both taped yesterday. So we'll tell you all about that and everything else. If you'd like to give us a call here today, eh, we well, probably won't take phone calls, so why bother? Text messages, 425-780-7566. Send your text messages to me. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is the email address. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter, at SemperVivi. We're going to get into all of it after the break, so stick around. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. I don't even recognize myself anymore. 
I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code RADIO and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. Check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant Instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800 426 2301. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Sports Byline, USA Broadcasting Network, twitch.tv slash F4W. Video And in fact, if you're one of our Twitch homies, in about an hour, shortly after the show goes off the air, Brian Rose is going to be playing WWF No Mercy on our Twitch feed, twitch.tv slash F4W video. So if you're watching along, don't quit when this show's over. Watch Brian Rose play what I guess some people say is the greatest WWF video game of all time. 
uh, WF No Mercy. So certainly one of them. You, you're acting like there's doubt there because you never played video games. Is that it? Right now, I haven't played a video game since I was in eighth grade. When I, you I, did play a video I game, I grew up. Not that one. Oh, really? So you yeah. were too good to play WrestleMania 2000? I didn't play. I've never played one wrestling video game. You want to know why? Because I actually wrestled. Uh, no, you didn't. I actually wrestled, you bum. You didn't oh, wrestle. You were doing here. gymnastics. Dude, I that. did amateur wrestling when I was in junior high before I even started doing gymnastics, you nerd. And I'm a jujitsu mm. black belt, so don't even get on me. Mm, hey, listen, we got sure. news here. I will get on you on top, and then you won't be able to get off. Bro, get me on my dude, back. I'd give you $1,000 for every minute that you could stay on top of me. $1,000 a minute. Mm. You hear me? You have no idea the levels of spite I have for you. Due to problems regarding organization, yesterday's SmackDown tapings only taped one show instead of the scheduled two. These guys cannot get their act together. The one show taped will air on Friday. To make up for things, the scheduled August 17th taping for Raw has been moved to August 13th, and they will tape the August 14th episode of SmackDown and the August 17th episode of Raw on that date. This will come one day after the NXT tapings. Therefore... Many of the people involved will have to stay an extra day, and they still would need to add a taping for the August 21st SmackDown that was to be taped on August 17th. WWE held tapings for Raw this past Monday, taping Monday's episode and the August 10th episode of the program. The situation backstage for those tapings were described as being more chaotic than usual due to the constant changes. Set for next week's Raw, Oscar versus Sasha... If Asuka wins, she will get to challenge Sasha at SummerSlam. Kevin Owens will also face Randy Orton in a singles match. Dude, I watch these shows. It's like, like, what was the plan, and why did it need to be changed? And was the final product that was thrown together at the last moment really better than whatever was planned in the first place? Why can't you get your act together to tape two SmackDown shows? People have to stay over an extra day. They have to fly in again. I mean, come on. Let's get this thing going. Why do you have to overthink everything and rewrite everything and throw out the script and just be nuts? Can we just write a show, tape the show, and move on? I promise it's not that hard. You know why I say that? Because everybody else is able to do it. Not just today, but historically. The only other promotion I've ever heard that was thrown out the script Everything at the last second. It's a promotion that lost $60 million a year and subsequently went out of business. That's that's true, but Brian, there's there's never been a wrestling promotion that hasn't eaten itself in North America. Well, I take that back. I guess CMLL hasn't. WWE hasn't yet, but they're on their way to. So wrestling always figures out a way to hurt itself really, really bad for no apparent reason, and WWE is doing that to itself seemingly every day. Does anybody on this planet have good internet right now? What's going on? I have no idea. It's very painful. A match between Adam Cole and Pat McAfee is all but official for NXT TakeOver 30. Triple H made an appearance on ESPN's Get Up this morning to discuss Cole and McAfee's confrontation from last night's NXT. During the appearance, Triple H challenged McAfee to face Cole at TakeOver 30. So Hunter got to cut the promo for Adam Cole mm. to face Pat McAfee. Well, national TV, I guess you can't put Adam on there. A so lot how tall is Adam Cole? As uh, tall as he really? I'd say yeah. about 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, yeah, that's that's showing itself in, in big form here with McAfee, who's like 6'1", and like legitimate 6'1", because 
They have to be, you know, even if you're a punter in the National Football League, they need your height, weight, hand size, and everything, you know, over and over again as they're treated like cattle during these combines that they have. So, yeah, Pat McAfee's a, a bigger guy in comparison to Adam Cole. I just hope that there's a way that Adam Cole and professional wrestling, you know, conquer in a big way over this and they don't somehow after the match or whatever they decide to do come to some understanding where everything's okay and I can't wait to have you back on the show, bro. It's just, mm, I don't know about this one. So that was the big angle at the end of NXT, but also on NXT, William Regal announced that Dexter Loomis is out of the North American title ladder match, okay? You were warned about this. So, dude, they had the wacky three-way with Finn Balor and Dexter Loomis and the unbeaten, the man who ran Matt Riddle out of NXT. And if you if you watch Matt Riddle on SmackDown, He's practically ruined the man's career. Timothy Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher submits to Dexter Loomis. They handed Dexter, Lu- they handed Dexter Lewis a submission win over Timothy Thatcher. And then the storyline is, well, he hurt his ankle in the match, so he's not even in the ladder match at all. <laughs> I'll see. No, no, like, no mortal man could stop him. Listen, yeah. I, I, I've ranted about, I don't get Dexter Loomis, okay? I've ranted about it before, but dude, why did you bother giving Dexter Loomis the big win only to do an angle where now he's not in the match? Well, it was because we had to overcomplicate the booking, and now it was a bunch of three ways. And William Regal has deemed it wasn't fair for the guys that didn't get pinned or submitted in a match that he set up, and so everybody that didn't get pinned or submitted in a three-way According to Regal, has a rightful claim for a second chance. It's like, well, why did you book three ways then? So they'll all face off in singles matches, and the two winners are going to go to the ladder match to replace Dexter Loomis and, I don't know, whatever. That, that felt very Vince-like. Like, okay, we got, it who we got in the so match? It was so wacky. We got Oni Lorcan, we got, uh, got uh, Damian Priest, and we got, we got Dexter Loomis. What's Dexter doing in there? Well, we want him to, you know, he's been laying everybody out. Maybe he can win the North America. No, take him out of there. He's, he's too important for that. Like, why else would you do that? Like, why why was he in there in the first place? In some ways, why was he in there in the first place? Honestly, you know, to win the NXT North American title? Why? He should take that from the person who wins the ladder match because he's supposed to be this killer. He's well, that probably be... is what's, what's, that probably will be what happens. Although but predicting long term in any WWE properties has been a it has been a exercise in futility. It's putting it nicely. So AEW, we had a lot of stuff going on there. It is going to be MJF challenging John Moxley for the title at the pay per view. John Moxley beat Darby Allen. And they had a very, very fun match, and they put Darby over as strong as they could before Moxley beat him. This this Darby Allen, the storyline is he's a young John Moxley, and John Moxley sees himself in young Darby, and he tries to be every veteran ever, giving young Darby advice. But he himself knows, because he was once a young Darby, that Darby is not going to listen to his advice. And in fact, young Darby did not. Ed Moxley unfortunately had to take him out back and put a bullet in his head, and he felt terrible about it afterwards. But such is life. That's the way things work. 
lessons to be learned, young bucks. That's what that's what happens. And I thought that was it's probably not going to get the most play because most people are just going to watch the match. But yeah, I mean, there was when Moxley was talking about his death match times and all that sort of stuff and risks that maybe he shouldn't take. I mean, these are the th- same things that are said about Darby Allen sometimes. And then we had the debate between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, which I don't want to say that I had no faith. I figured that they would make a verbal debate with Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy work. But not only did they make it work, it was awesome. So Orange Cassidy cut a pro on him after answering one question about global warming. And they will face off next week, and I think people are very excited for that match. We'll talk about all this. Get your feedback after the break. Jeff Cobb coming up later. Busting of Observer Live. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. 
Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Well, there is somebody that didn't like the debate. Person here says, aside from the stadium stampede match, the verbal debate between Jericho and Cassidy was the most sports entertainment thing that AEW has done. It has been months since Jericho has done anything serious. I can't wait for him to get back in New Japan so I can finally see serious Chris Jericho again. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. They've done a lot of sports entertainment things. I, I don't know if this this person has been a, a viewer of the show. I, I get the feeling that they're not, and I get the feeling that they're just not big fans of anything that AEW would do. And I, I didn't, you know, there's a big chasm between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, and that stuck out. And I guess if you wanted to really pick nits, you would go, well, you know, Orange Cassidy, it, uh, he, he wasn't at Jericho's level verbally. Hey, what do you want the guy to do? He's being put in a position he's really never been in before. Here's a microphone. Go talk on national TV on TNT. I thought he held up his end of the deal very well. I thought the debate was kind of predictable in some ways that Orange wouldn't talk and then gets a question where he gives this great in-depth, uh, heady answer. You know, I think a lot of it was predictable, but that's okay. Wrestling can be predictable as long as the bottom line is you move what you wanted to forward and you make people want to see what comes next. I thought they did that. You don't have to love it. You don't have to think it's the greatest thing in the world. They weren't trying to reinvent the wheel. They were really just trying to get a pop with with off out there and give Jericho to be entertained and give people what they seem to want when it comes to ratings, which is Orange Cassidy in segments. So I don't know what this person wanted. Just sounds like maybe AEW isn't for you no matter what it is. Or it says, good thing we got Triple H on national TV cutting a promo instead of getting Adam Cole in front of all of those eyes. Well, I'm sure they figure Triple H is the big star and on national television. So let's have him do this promo and Adam Cole will get the rope. There's a lot of questions I have of this NXT booking, but I'll talk about that tonight on the broadcast. Well, this show. is, and you know, this is more than just NXT was taking place on TV. It's the Pat McAfee show. It's about. You know, Triple H going out there and building the NXT brand and all. I mean, there's all of the stuff that's got absolutely nothing to do with what's inside the ropes as to why Triple H and Shawn Michaels and other people can be involved in making this, quote, bigger than NXT. This person here says, everyone's treating the McAfee angle like he's a celebrity they pulled in off the street. When he first debuted in NXT two years ago, he bought a wrestling ring, claimed he was taking bumps just to understand what these guys go through. And the rumor at the time was he wanted to wrestle, but he squashed that saying his athletic days were behind him. I'm pretty sure the dude's been training for years at this point, but is savvy enough to know how the business works, to know he should keep that hush-hush so it's a bigger deal when he kicks someone in the head for the first time. It's not a celebrity angle. It's an introduction to a new part-time wrestler like Ronda. Three years ago, McAfee posted a series on YouTube of himself working under Rip Rogers, in a ring he bought at his house, the dude has probably been training for years at DC and home, 
did. He got in the ring and likely surprised a lot of people. Listen, if they're putting him on takeover against Adam Cole, I'm pretty sure they're confident the guy can do something. They're not they're not taking Mongo and putting him in a major match for the first time ever against Adam Cole. I don't know how good he will be, but I do think that he's not gonna go out there and be a disaster. There's a lot of wrestlers and boxers that get acclaimed for, you know, on paper for showing up in territories. Hey, man, Joe Lewis was the referee for this match. Or Ernie Holmes came over. He was wrestling with the Steelers, you know, in Atlanta. Man, they were awful a lot of the times. And Pat McAfee, even if you don't like his show or, you know, him, he's got absolutely unbridled enthusiasm. He's got a lot of charisma. And him taking it very seriously, I can absolutely believe. Again, you know, how it turns out, does it help Adam Cole? That'll be a different story. But as far as him taking this thing seriously and him being, I mean, far more, <laughs> far better and, and more ready than a Mongo or even a Kevin Green or somebody like that, absolutely. Not liking all of this blood in AEW. It's overdone, so less effective, and gushing blood is just gross. Bro. Matt Hardy feels the same way. Listen, he didn't want that. I'll tell you exactly what happened last night, okay? So, apparently, there were two chairs out there, okay? One of them was your traditional folding chair, and the idea was that Sammy would throw the flat part of it, just like Sabu. Matt Hardy, who you saw, got his, his arms up. It was just supposed to be a chair shot, no blood, Okay. Now, the problem was, they're out there in the heat of the moment, and Sammy was very excited, and he looked around, and he couldn't hit him with an armor. So instead, he found one of those really heavy chairs, a totally different kind of chair, and he panicked, and he threw it, and he hit Matt Hardy, and he busted him open, and Matt Hardy needed 13 stitches. Okay? When Sammy went through that curtain... I don't know how many guys pulled him aside for a talking to, but, I mean, I've heard many. So he got chewed out. He was told it was very careless, and that's what happened. It was an accident. So this was not designed to be – it wasn't like they went on TV and they were like, we're going we're gonna to cut Matt Hardy from ear to ear. He's going to bleed everywhere. And then – you know, in the main event, John Moxie's also going to bleed from an aid. I mean, that was not the. There was going to be one blood spot on the show. It was supposed to be MJF hitting Moxley because they're the main event of the next pay per view. And an accident happened. And honestly, if you watched it, they cut away fast from that Matt Hardy thing. I he mean, they showed, they showed everything that they had to show, and then they got the hell out of there. So that was not by design. No, he left a puddle. I mean, the puddle was pronounced right away. There was concern. And when Sammy, you know, when they flashed to the shot and they cut to the shot of Sammy before he actually did the dive off the top, you know, you get the feeling he looked down there and went, oh, God, I'm going to get my ass kicked when I go to the back. And, I'm <laughs> again, I'm sure he did verbally. Uh, maybe nobody put hands on him to, like, grab him and shake him and go, boy, slow down. But, yeah, that was absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. And maybe – Maybe the throwing the chair spot should maybe go away. I know it can be done very safely or as safe as you can f throw the flat part of a chair. Said, uh, but maybe, you know, in situations like that, it, it's not necessarily needed. 
First is, what's up with William Regal? He's not the same GM that he used to be. Well, you know, I don't know. I, I've had people insist, like absolutely positively insist, that Vince has absolutely nothing to do with NXT. Mm. And whatever you think of NXT, I mean, we're at a period where way more people than ever before do think that Vince is involved. So, I mean, something's changed. And I honestly think that the only thing that has changed is they're running head-to-head -head with AEW and they're losing virtually every week. And so there's a lot more hot-shotting and such and a lot more attempts at doing something creative or whatever. But, yes, the William Regal character used to be the level-headed GM that always made the right decision and it always made sense. And of late, he's, like, making all of these weird decisions. They don't make any sense. I mean, the unification or whatever you want to call it. I know it wasn't unification, but the the point stands. Title for title, one guy gets both belts. I mean, why? There was no reason for it. The guys hadn't even been feuding because he didn't announce a unification match or a title for title match for two guys. He announced a tournament to determine a winner to go up in a champion versus champion match. There was no point to it. And then, two weeks later, they just go back to vacating one of the titles. It's been different, and I don't know why, but well, I understand the, everyone's concern. The announcers need to have credibility. WWE announcers have no credibility. The referees need to have credibility. That's a problem throughout every major promotion going, including WWE. And if you're going to have authority figures, you can't make them all bumbling idiots as Jack Tunney was late in his run as they tried to portray him. There's no point in doing it. Then just don't have Regal make decisions or have him. It just, to me... It draws everything down. When you're changing things up like this, then, you know, eliminate having authority figures because you just make them impotent and they make it worth worthless to have them on. This person here says, Adam Cole kicks out of every move under the sun during his reign as champion, but one kick from this non-wrestler and he's dead and Triple H has to fight his battles for him. Hey, listen, I'm going to defend this, okay? I was going to say, non-wrestler a Hall listen, of Fame punter or all-pro. This guy's an NFL player, and he kicked a field goal with Adam Cole's head when Adam Cole wasn't expecting it, okay? Yes, you could kill a guy with that. That's number one. And number two, yes, I'm not a fan of Triple H being the guy to cut the promo for Adam Cole on Pat McAfee. But the story is that Pat McAfee practically killed this guy yesterday. So Triple H, the next morning, he's the guy that has to go and accept on Adam Cole's behalf. I'm fine with it. I mean, I'm not thrilled that Adam Cole didn't get a chance to do it, but they want to get this out here. They want to get it in the press. In their minds, Adam Cole would have been too injured to do the promo. That's just what happened. Well, that's that's pretty much it. If if it was if it was the other way around, people would be saying, "Well, he's supposed to be concussed." You know, Pat McAfee's an All Pro punter, and he's just out there cutting promos. So, I, I think you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. There's going to be people that just because Pat McAfee is involved, they've turned off to this, and they're not going to turn on. Person here says, "Is John Moxley going to be allowed to defend the U.S. title in America on a New Japan show?" As far as I know, no. He cannot wrestle for New Japan in America, only in Japan. And I don't know when that's going to be, so we'll find out. By the way, I want to put over John Moxley. You know what I love about the John Moxley character? What's that? The last two big matches that John Moxley has had, it's been against Brian Cage and Darby Allen. And before both of those matches, John Moxley had a promo explaining logically exactly what he planned to do in the match which would make sense 
and in both cases he then went out and did it. No swerve, no stupidity. He said what he was going to do, and he did it. I loved it. Back in a moment. Jeff Cobb, Wrestling Observer Life. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851 At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912 That's 800-403-5912 Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right. Level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Very happy today to be joined by Jeff Cobb. we got a lot to talk about, including a new series by New Japan. For those of you that watched the... The Lions Break Collision Series, NJPWWorld.com, every Friday night. Starting this Friday, 
New Japan Strong, which is going to feature a tournament, the New Japan Cup 2020 USA. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Brian. Thanks for having me on. So yesterday, Carl Fredericks was here on the show, and you two main evented the four-week series that just aired on NJPWWorld.com. You handed him a, a solid beating there after he disrespected you earlier in the in the tournament. And, of course, as I talked to him yesterday, you guys have known each other for a long time, like pretty much since day one. He said you had a hand in, in training him originally, so... What are your thoughts on on Carl Fredericks and that match and in that whole series? Uh, well, Carl as himself, he's, he's a great uh, talent. I think he's definitely the future um, pro wrestling as well as New Japan. Um, but you know, I think it kind of got to his head a little bit, uh, especially um, that first week of uh, the New Japan shows where he kind of disrespected myself and and Rocky Romero and even the. TJ Perkins, so those kind of things. Like, I mean, you know, you got to—he just got out of the line, uh, the young line system, so he's got to kind of know his place and work his way. I mean, maybe not me, but TJP and Rocky Romero definitely show them some respect. So, you know, we just have to give him some tough love. I think everybody is well aware of your Olympic pedigree. But I guess tell everybody a little bit about the journey from the Olympics to professional wrestling. When you were growing up, what did you want to do for a career? How long were you interested in pro wrestling, and how did this all happen? Well, growing up is pretty much only pro wrestling. That's all I wanted to do. Um, yeah, I didn't want to be a firefighter or, or you know anything like that, or a police officer. And I just wanted to be a wrestler. Like that's what that's what I saw as a kid. And that's what I fell in love with as a kid. And I mean, he definitely, uh, you know, I could probably send a thank you letter to Hulk Hogan because I remember seeing him and I was, I was immediately hooked just, just off of him. And yeah, that's all I wanted to do was just be a pro wrestler. Were you one of those guys that started amateur wrestling because you thought that you were going to show up and there would be a ring there? Unfortunately, yeah. (laughs) Dude, that took you to the Olympics. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like, I guess that was the only. I mean, I don't know. I was too short to play basketball, so I, I guess wrestling was the next best option. I guess it was the closest thing to to uh, professional wrestling. I guess. I mean, I, I just assumed there was a sign. Well, when I saw a flyer that said wrestling, and I just said, you know what, it's got to be a sign. And lo and behold, I was wrong. But I mean, it took me on a great, on a great little journey. Now, when you when you showed up and there was no ring, I mean, what was the level of disappointment on a scale of 1 to 10? I mean, was it like, ha, ah, I need to get out of here, I'll give it a shot or whatever. How quickly did you fall in love with amateur wrestling after you stepped in there that first day? And did you show up in a robe and some Iron Sheik slippers? Oh, get out of here, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it was definitely a 10. I was thoroughly disappointed just for the fact that I spent all my allowance money pretty much like three three weeks worth to get wrestling shoes which were like a hundred bucks at the time and you know saving up for that and a sports physical to do wrestling and it it just broke my heart because i was i don't know if it was because i was expecting a ring there or the fact that i was that naive to think that there would be pro wrestling in high school you were far from the only kid that showed up for the wrestling team thinking there was going to be a ring there I've heard it oh, yeah. many well, times. Maybe maybe not on my team, but I'm I'm sure that's happened. Uh, 
I'd like to think I'm not the only one that 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 that's happened to. So, so the Olympics. I mean, it was it was a few years after the Olympics that that you really started training. I mean, what happened in the interim, and how did you end up finding a school to train you for professional wrestling? Uh, well, because the uh, I mean, just to go back on your previous question, you know, like uh, you know, I was really disappointed that it wasn't professional wrestling, but definitely after that first practice i learned to fall like i fell in love with amateur wrestling after that first practice because like there's no other sport like it so i just definitely think um like amateur wrestling helped pave my path just for the fact i mean taking to the olympics and all that and then the amateur wrestling took me to college and got me a degree and you know and then when i was there in college i i saw more signs that pro wrestling was was my was my path because I, I didn't realize it until after I went there that uh like I went uh Bobby Lashley went to the same college that I did um and then Harley Race's school was about an hour and a half from my college so I just I just saw signs all over the place where I was like you know after this college thing after I get my degree then this is this is a path that I'm going to go on so your first big break on on national television was Lucha Underground and you ended up being Matanza. And I remember when when it first came out that Jeff Cobb was playing Matanza. You know, a lot of people were, were skeptical, mainly because the Matanza character that we never saw was like 10 feet tall. And you're not quite 10 feet tall. But, I mean, the way that they did it, I mean, I thought it was very effective. And what I thought was, was interesting was the Matanza character... I mean, you basically had to play Frankenstein. Like, you got to do a couple of cool things, but you mostly were Frankenstein. And it was fascinating because even though you were playing Frankenstein and weren't showing, like, everything that you were able to do, all of a sudden it was like everybody wanted Jeff Cobb. And all of a sudden it seemed like you just started getting bookings everywhere. Is, is that what actually happened, or is that just sort of my imagination? Um, I mean, you know, definitely Lucha Underground helped um, get my name out there, and it also helped me... Um, meet a bunch of people that I probably wouldn't have met until way down the road, like um, meeting like like John Morrison and and Ricochet or or if Ricochet was there, uh, there was a guy that looked just like him, uh, Prince Puma. Meeting him, and yes. Meeting all, and then Conan and working with him, and then just getting these contacts and just having these people see what I could do, and then you know that I mean it definitely helped um, in the grand scheme of things. So I'm I'm very fortunate for Lucha Underground. I mean. I mean, at first, I was, I still get to this day. It's been probably two or I don't even know when. It, I think it was like 2015 or 16 when Lucha Underground started. But it's been about five or six years since then. And I still get people to this day are like, oh, that was you? So definitely uh, I, I like that aspect of it. Very quickly, I mean, what can you tell us about the rise and fall of Lucha Underground? Because that first season, I loved that first season. I thought it was so great. Second season was was still very good, but kind of fell off after that and then sort of fizzled into the death. I mean, I guess maybe there's going to be another season someday, but it seems highly unlikely. I mean, what are your thoughts having having been there? I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely enjoyed my time there. Um, I kind of wish they would do they would have done more it's just um like the wrestling side kind of intertwined with like business and and the theater or not the theater but like just the the business side of it like the like the companies like el ray network and whatnot like 
and then MGM. And it was just like I, they started dabbling into our side of the our, our side of the yard, and then it just made everything such a mess. Like if they would have just let the wrestling the wrestling side just just leave us alone, because we we're I think like it, it was starting to get such a big buzz. Because um, I remember <clears throat> I remember one day in particular. I can't remember when it was, but it was like, I remember the Royal Rumble was on the same day we were doing a taping. And there's, there's more people like tweeting about like Lucha Underground from like the, the day before's um, show. And then they're tweeting about it today or the day of. And I was like, man, we're getting just the amount, just the same amount of uh, tweets as uh, the WWE's Royal Rumble. So I was like, you know, there was a good buzz going, but unfortunately, like, um, unfortunately it's like just, they just they should have just left it like left our stuff alone and just let our because our ratings were really well on on the LRA network and they they should have just left us alone like let the wrestling do the wrestling you guys worry about this and then let's converge on it but um yeah I think it's just too much uh, too much uh, too many cooks in the kitchen yeah too many yeah too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, for the people that didn't see you there, they definitely saw you in PWG and in Ring of Honor. And I think the last time that a lot of people may have seen you uh, who aren't regular New Japan watchers, it was appearing for AEW coming in for, for one time. What is your contract status, if you feel like talking about it in North America as it stands right now, and with New Japan running in California, is there anything you can do that you can't do, and is there anything that you want to do right now that you're uh, when all this stuff kind of settles down and uh, some of this COVID stuff goes away? Um, I mean, as far as contract status, um, I I was uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to sign a contract. Unfortunately, I don't say who it's with uh, because I wanted them to announce it first but then this craziness happened um, around March so that kind of delayed the uh, delayed the announcement so I'm I'm not saying where I'm announced but, or where I'm signed but I am signed somewhere and they're they've been very fortunate and and pleasing to work with because they're, they're just letting me do whatever I want and I, it's really cool like and I, 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 I'm having a blast doing it I'm, I mean obviously I'm fortunate right now like very rare, very few places are doing shows. So, I mean, I'm just hoping this thing goes away soon so we can all get back to normal. So, obviously, the tournament coming up, New Japan Cup 2020 on the New Japan Strong Show. Eight-man tournament. We got Carl Fredericks versus Kenta, David Finley versus Chase Owens, Brody King versus Tama Tonga, and Jeff Cobb and Tongaloa is the opening round match here. And any thoughts on that match? And is there any particular? Is there anyone in this tournament that you've never had a singles match with? Uh, well, there's a well, uh, Gorillas of Destiny. I've I've wrestled them numerous times in uh, tag matches and multi-man matches over in Japan. Um, never a singles match with any one of them, but like, I mean, they're both amazing athletes and scary wrestlers. So I mean, they're they're dad Haku, so they. He definitely got that toughness from him. Uh, I haven't had a singles match with, with Kenta, so that, like if I can get out of the first round, that'd be great. Like if Kenta gets out of his first round as well, because I mean, can't look past Carl Fredericks. But like if that if the stars align and me and Kenta can wrestle in the second round, that'd be great. And um, yeah, I mean I've never wrestled with David Finley either, but we're usually teaming more than we wrestle each other. Let's cut to the chase here. In your prime, who would have won? You or Haku? 
Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm going to put my money on Haku, man, because I've heard, I've heard some stories. I've, I'm too scared to ask you if they're true. But just looking at the man and and the toughness of him, I'm I'm gonna say that those stories are pretty true. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with Haku. I'll put my wow. Now, wow. Jeff, I got I got to ask one question to to follow that one up. Just from what you've seen, would you ever wear filthy Tom Lawler's ring gear? Oh. <laughs> um. Well, if I get my summer bot on, I might switch to the those. <laughs> You never say maybe, never. Maybe go, maybe, maybe going tanning, maybe yes, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I could wear that in a ring. Was this the first series of matches you've got to do since the? I know that there's some shows running here and there, but I mean, was was the the last series and in this series the first chance you've gotten to get back in there since this all happened? Oh yeah, the the, the tag match that I had with uh, myself and Rocky Romero against uh, TJP and Carl Frederick was my first match since. Oh gosh, like March third. Wow, three three months. I mean, what was it like? Have you been training in the meantime? I mean, was there cardio issues? What was everybody thinking when they got back in there, having done nothing for so long? Uh, I mean, you you know, like I'm sure. Oh, well, the the real the real professionals are always training. So sure, you can keep your body in that physical condition, but just like it's a there's a difference between you know. Sprinting on a track and arresting weights. Well, yeah, hold that thought real quick. I'm sorry, we got to head to a break. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. 
Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Jeff Cobb joining us here today. He'll be facing Tongaloa in the opening round of the New Japan Cup 2020, part of New Japan Strong, which is going to be airing starting this Friday njpwworld.com new shows up at 10 eastern every friday and jeff let's get some plugs in for this social media if you've got it whatever you want all right cool uh well twitter uh real jeff cobb because there's a lot of fake ones out there um so yeah real jeff cobb twitter the facebook fan page jeff cobb instagram jeff cobb i keep it simple so i can remember them (laughs) that Uh, that's pretty simple yeah it's real easy to remember uh, for OCT, just search Jeff Cobb. I think I'm right after Jeff, or right before Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett. So, yeah, I'm there. Is and Jeff Farmer in there? The fake Sting? Does he have a Pro Wrestling Tees store? Or we don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's, there'll be some tribute to Rick Bogger soon. <laughs> well, listen, I want to thank you so much for doing the show here today, and of course, New Japan Cup 2020, part of NJPW Strong, every Friday night at NJPWWorld.com. And all of those Lions Break Collision shows, we talked about those today and yesterday. Those are also up at NJPWWorld.com, all sorts of other great stuff, so check that out. And, Jeff, good luck in the tournament. I want to thank you so much for doing the show today, and best of luck. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, keep on watching New uh, Japan. And we are out of time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Lots of stuff up on the front page at WrestlingObserver.com. Thanks, Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody to the studio. We'll talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live.